Good evening. Hope you are all doing well. And Shavuos was beautiful. We're learning Masechet Shivamos Taf Tzadi Beis. We're starting about eight lines up from the bottom on Tzadi Aleph Amud Beis at the words Rav Papa. Over the course of the last Amud, we were uh, debunking this argument of my Avile. What else should should, should she have done? She married Al Pi Halacha, and now you're going to slap her on the wrist and tell her that uh, you're going to whatever the the consequences were for what she did. So now, after all of these uh, all of these strong pushes against this idea that really there's always something to do, Rav Papa, Rav Papa says the Gemara Savar He wanted to paskin in a particular case using the principle of my Havale He wanted to. So then they said back to Papa, you can't do that. What about all the cases that we brought above on Tzadi Aleph Amud Beis, which tried to debunk uh, with a whole uh, slew of questions? that maybe we should not have such a principle of my havalei lemevat. The Gemara says, weren't all of these cases answered up? We answer all the cases. Remember the case of the get. Well, you should read the get. You should be responsible for what you're doing. So says the Gemara, uh, in the name of Rav Papa, no, all of these cases were answered. So then Rav, um, who was he talking to? Rav Hunabred Rav Yoshua pushed back and said, are you really ready are you really ready to say that because there were answers to these questions that therefore you're going to pass in a case lakula based on the principle of my havale lemevad that she had no choice? Says the Gemara, three lines from the bottom, upasak. In fact, he decided to stop uh, with this line of reasoning and therefore he did not pass in lakula in this case. Ravashi says, we are not nervous about a kol, about a, um, a rumor. Says uh, Rashi, Rashi is um, uh, the last two lines of Rashi. The case where we say that we're not worried about rumors is, in a, case, is a case where she married Alpi Bezdin, and then there's a rumor that her husband is alive, but we can't prove it. And says the Gemara, Lo says the Gemara, Hai Kala, what rumor are we talking about? If you want to say that the rumor that we're talking about started after he, she was already married to another man. We already learned this principle and therefore don't need Ravashi's line. Ravashi already said it one time. So therefore says the Gemara, no, that's not correct. We did have what to, what to be concerned about and we needed Ravashi to repeat himself. We said that maybe because it was done al Bezdin and they were allowed, that that's similar to a call of uh, pre-marriage, and therefore it should be forbidden, and that we don't hold that way. So the Gemara therefore concludes uh, on the top of Tzadi Bez and Aleph at the two dots, three lines down, that we are not worried about rumors of this husband being alive unless he shows up like Bigufo. He has to actually physically be, the rumors don't matter at that point. If a woman remarries Alpi Bezdin, if she marries in a rabbinical court or with their <clears throat> approval, the rumors of her husband's existence are not relevant. Only if he actually shows up. Even if Adim show up, seemingly, we don't care. We ignore those Adim because she married Alpi Bezdin. That's that's only if she's already if she's already married. Not correct, before. correct. If the rumors start before she gets married, then we pause the marriage until we investigate further. But if she's already married, Al Pibesdin, unless that guy shows up standing on his own two feet, we don't care. We assume the marriage of her with her second husband, her new husband, is um, is correct. 
Says the Gemara at the new two dots, Nise Salpi Bezdin, we said Tetse and without a korban. And says the Gemara that if she marries according to Bezdin and then the husband shows up, she needs to get divorced and no korban. Says the Gemara, Omar Ziri, Lemas Nisen. It must be that, that this is that we have a shita not like our Mishnah, because something was taught in the base Medrash. Detani Be Medrash. Let's say that in Bezden, it was very cloudy out, and the Chachamim had to pass in what time Shabbos was over. We know from Masechus Shabbos that Shabbos is over when we, when we see three stars that are benonios, three medium-sized stars. That's what we were just discussing before with Rabbi Shechter. When can you, uh, right? when can you say uh, Kiddush Savana? So we pass in in America like Rav Moshe and Rav Moshe Svara, that once you hit 50, five, zero minutes, it doesn't get any darker. And therefore, we consider that to be Tzesach Pretty much that's how we hold almost across the boards. There are exceptions. Sometimes if a person is in a minion and they want to say Svira and it's 35 minutes, okay, there are kulas. In Eretz Yisrael, 35 minutes is Tzesach The sun sets faster. I believe the way that it works is the sun sets faster near the equator because where we are, for example, we're north of the equator. So our vision of the sun seems like the sun is arcing down, down a little bit. It's not actually true. It's just that the sun is off-centered and moving perfectly straight. So when you're directly on the equator, the sun just dips straight down without your perception of an arc. And therefore, in Eretz Yisrael, it doesn't get any darker than 35 minutes and say Sakuchavn is significantly earlier. Throughout the United States, there are, of course, will be differences based on how far you are from the equator, but we do not make such distinctions. You would have to be uh, an exceedingly knowledgeable person based on your latitude and longitude. If we don't do that, 55 zero minutes is the general minog. There are other uh, there are other shoals who have, and other post who hold differently. 42 minutes is a sheet, but by and large, broadly speaking, the yeshiva world does not hold of that. The yeshiva world in general holds of 50 five zero minutes so what happened here it's cloudy out they didn't have clocks they didn't and even if they had a sundial back in the day there was no sun they didn't know what time it was so it says the gemara six seven lines down bezden made they made gate up uh, they gave up shashakachama and then people started doing malacha soon after because shabbos is over and then ulava so the, the 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 clouds cleared up and the sun came out still shabbos says the gemara ain't zuhora that's not a psak that's a toes, el a toes. If the Chachamim were of the opinion that it was dark out and they were wrong, then they're wrong. That's not, oh, you Paskin and Bezdin. That's not Paskin and Bezdin. You're wrong. It's a toes. So there's a difference, a very critical Chakira. There's a difference between saying, I Paskin a Shaila, and therefore the halachic reality will ensue, versus saying, I'm telling you that it's dark out. But the Chachamim were just push it wrong. They couldn't see. They made a guess and they were wrong. They looked up. They're like, it looks pretty dark. And they were wrong. So this is a big distinction. For Rav Nachman Amar, no. What? Well, that's part of our conversation right now. Because remember, what our Mishnah said is that Nisei Salpi Bezdin Tetzei below Korban. So that's part of what we're talking about. If it's Hora'a, so then there's a, then the Bezdin has to bring. If it's not a Hora'a and it's a toast, then you did a Shogeg. And you need to Korban as an individual. And we're going to discuss that in detail. So then the Gemara says, Even though the facts on the ground were wrong, it's still considered Hora. I can prove to you that it's actually a Hora, that it's a Psak, even though it was not factual. In general, in Halacha, when we're talking about Arayos, Eid Echad is insufficient. However, Vehacha here by Iguna, Mehemen, my Taima, it must be Lab Mishum de Horahi. Okay, we made a Psak. Yes, the husband showed up afterwards, but we made a Psak. We made a Psak. So therefore, it's Hora. The rules of accepting one aid is not a Tos. 
That's a halachic mitzias. So if a bezdin says, you're allowed to get married al your husband's been missing a long time, whatever the details are. That's a horah. And therefore, we would treat the, uh, the incorrect psak on bezdin's error, not on the woman's error. And Omar Rava, I disagree with you. Teda the toes. So you need to know that that's not a case of hora. That's a case of toes. The ilu horu bezdin Let's say a bezdin gave a psak, and they gave a psak that the chelav and the dam was mutter. And then the hadar chazu They changed their reasoning, and then it was asur again. They then circle back to their first psak of mutter lo That's the world of hora. However, If based on one aid we allowed this woman to remarry, and asu asarna, and two aidim come along and say no, he's actually alive and she'd be forbidden. We would still again allow her to remarry with with yet another aid. My taima lav mishum because obviously somebody made a mistake. That our case must be a case of Taos when they, when they paskened as they did that she can remarry because the husband showed up. This is a well-known phrase and it really means that we should be digging out the halacha from the mountain. In other words, we should have investigated very, very clearly. You should bring a chatas, not just a chatas, but a fat chatas, which is just kind of some hyperbolic language of, yeah, you need to be bringing the korban. We don't care if the chatas is fat. It doesn't matter, but we're just being dramatic. Yikov and if we find out that, in fact, the husband's alive, then what does she need to do? She needs to bring a korban because she, it was a shogeg, which means that it was a toast. So it says the Gemara, if you say that the Bezdin allowed her to get married really was a toast, even though they relied on the halachic principle of Eid Echad. But Mishum Hachi, Masya Korban, the reason she brings a Korban is because the decision of the Bezdin was a toast, and she did an Iser de Oraisa Bishogeg. She slept with a man that she should not have slept with her new husband. Uh, that makes perfect sense. Eliamras de Orahi, but if you want to say that really it was a hora, that the psak for her to remarry was a psak bezdin, and not a mistake, but a psak bezdin, then I might korban. Then why would she bring a korban? If it's a hora and they made a mistake, they bring a korban, not her. If bezdin makes a mistake in psak, they are the ones responsible. Elamai, it must be that, uh, that really she's the one who made the error in that she slept with this man. Unbeknownst to her, it was Usser. She was following not the psak, but the taus of Bezdin. Therefore, she brings a korban. Says the Gemara, the Dilma, maybe that's an upshot in the Brisa. Maybe the reason why the Brisa says, is because maybe he holds a, a different din that if an individual listens to a horas Bezdin and they were wrong, that they're chayiv, says the Gemara, that makes no sense because the Brisa in which Rabbi Eliezer says that um, uh, that she has to bring a korban is preceded by the following words: "In Cain, my Yikov what are you investigating? If you hold that that a person, an individual who listens to Bezdin and Bezdin's wrong has to bring a korban, then why does it say Yikov Adinasar in the Brisa? Elamai, it must not be. Horua Bezdin, what does it say? Said Horua Bezdin Linaset. So therefore, the din is that we treat it like a toast. And that's how we paskin. It's just really interesting to think about that, that when we view a psak from Bezdin and they were factually incorrect, that's not called a psak. It's not called a psak. It's different. If they made a psak and their psak was wrong in halachic terms, not in reality terms, but in halachic terms, that's on them. That's a hurrah. But if they say that the sun has set and therefore you can be Michal Shabbos or therefore Shabbos is over, 
no, no, that's a toast. And then the individuals are chayv to bring a korban. That brings us to the two dots halfway down on Tzadi Beis and Aleph. We'll be going until about eight, nine lines from the bottom of Tzadi Beis and Beis. Um, and then uh, we will pick up tomorrow night. Says the Gemara uh, that my Kilkala, we said that, um, sorry, Horua Bezdin Lehinase. Bezdin said that she was allowed to get married. And then the Mishnah had said that she was Mikal Kelis. So says the Gemara, my Kilkala, what did she do wrong? Machlokes in the Amoraim, Rabbi Eliezer, should be Rabbi Lazar. Rabbi Eliezer was not an Amora that we are regularly quoting Rabbi Elazar is and Rabbi Elazar was also it was just one generation later than the next person quoted which makes a lot of sense Rabbi, Eli, Rabbi Elazar Omer Zinsa it means that she got permission to remarry and then she slept with someone who she wasn't married to just regular Tashma Shamita that was Asar and Rabbi Yochanan Omar no my Kilkala it means that an incorrect marriage and within this Machlokas each of them uh, have different perspectives. Manda Amar Zinsa, according to the one who says that the kilkel that she did is that she slept with someone outside of wedlock. Kol Shekane Al-Manala Kohen Gadol, all the more so if she got married in a, in a, in a marriage that was usher, for sure. Then that would for sure be considered a kilkel. However, Manda Amar Al-Manala Kohen Gadol, according to the Shita that holds, that what she did wrong is that she got married to someone that she wasn't supposed to get married to. So then maybe the diuk should be aval zin solo, that uh, if she does nus, that's not considered a kilkul, says the Gemara, my taima, why would we make such a distinction? And the words in the Gemara are easy to translate literally, but difficult to understand conceptually. And that is as follows, my taima, and says the Gemara, because the amra atun hu dishavisin penuya. The woman would say to Bezin, you're the ones who made me a penuya. So this is a little difficult to understand the distinction that we just made, that yes, it would be considered kilkul if she married an almana, if an almana married a coin gadol, but it would not be, the znus would not be, um, would not be considered kilkul. But basically the Gemara says, and the Rishonim explained this as well, Rashi in particular explains this here, that when we say that yes, you're allowed to remarry, so it's only znus if she remarries incorrectly. But if she doesn't remarry incorrectly and she just has in, she's just intimate with someone out of wedlock, so then that's not something that which would be considered a kilko. Where three lines before the wide lines on Sadi Bezimadal of Tanya Kavaseh Rav Yochanan, this brisa uh, matches the shita of Rav Yochanan. Rav Yochanan was of the opinion that the kilko that took place in our Mishnah is that this woman married someone she shouldn't have, such as Almana Lakoin Gadol and Grusha Vichalutza Lakoin Hejot. So it says the Gemara like Rav Yochanan, Tanya Kavaseh Rav Yochanan Harua Bezin Linaseh that if a woman got permission from Bezdin to remarry, her husband went out of town, never came home, and whatever this, the aegis was, passed the threshold of integrity, and therefore she's not allowed to remarry. Oh, then they said, no, now you can remarry. We found out that, that your husband's really not alive. And then, how does this Brisa define kilkul? Just like Rabbi Yochanan, what does it say? In such a case, for every episode of intercourse between those two people, she would be chayav a new korban. That's a pretty significant halachic uh, issue that every episode of Tashmir Shemitah is an Isra Doraisa. That's the Shita Rebbe Lazar in this Brisa. It's considered one major flaw for all the moments of intimacy between her and her Asr husband. It's only one Korban. But for as much as it's true that the Chachamim say it's only one Korban for all of the experiences of intercourse between this husband and wife, they are Modeh. This gets into a Lamdashah idea that we're not going to spend time on. 
But even according to the one who says that your one error of marrying this husband, and therefore all of the moments of intimacy are captured with one korban, but it's not true by gufen and by different husbands. So this gets into some of the lambdas of how we separate out korbanos. We've had sugas like this throughout Shas, but Bikitzer over here, if we had to paint a picture, it seems that uh, that the Chachamim hold that we require gufen muchlakin, different human beings, different people, for there to be generating different korbanos. So if she's married to one man and they're intimate uh, 20 times over the course of their marriage, so he says that's not gufen muchlakin, that's her sleeping with one man, one korban. Masha'in Kane, if she married one guy and he died and married, married, married different guys, if five guys, five korbanos. So he's a gufen muchlakin personality. Masha'in Kane, the Shita Rabbi Elazar, is not about gufen muchlakin. But it's about episodes. It's not about people. It's about episodes. So these are some of the chakiras that you'll find in the postgim and in the achron. New Mishnah, two thirds of the way down on Sadi Beis Amud. Your husband died. Once her husband died, she has a kid. So there's no evil. But your husband died. She has a kid still. And then Venise, someone who wasn't her yavam because her son was alive. So then, your son died first. And then your husband, a huge nafkamina. So let's some trick and they both died. However, we don't know the order in which they died. When the Aedis came in, that the father died first and then the son. And if the father died first, then there's no evil when the father dies because the son is alive. So she married a Really, the son died first. And then when the husband dies, She's subject to the laws of Nigu. So now she's married to someone that she's not allowed to be married to because there really was a Zika's Nigu between Ruvain and Shimit, but she's currently married to Shmeril based on the bad data. Son had already died. So if that's true, then you don't click sense. And now she's married to the wrong guy. It was it was done with well and well intended, but it's still awesome. So what does the Gemara say? She has to get divorced from Shmerel, and the kids that are born initially and later are Mamzer. This line makes no sense right now. We'll understand it when we get to the Gemara. What does it mean kids before first husband dead? What do you mean kids before born earlier and later? We'll see what this means, but. That's case number one in the Mishnah. Third line of the new Mishnah, let's talk about a similar case. Amrullah, her husband and son are out of town. If they first said, Meis b'neich, ve'acharkach, meis ba'aleich, if the son died, the husband 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 died,
son was still alive and then the son died, she can't marry Shimon. That's her brother. So it's a huge problem because now it's a but really it turned out to be someone she's not allowed to marry. So it's true that she has to get divorced from Shimon. She's not allowed to be married to him. Again, this language that we don't know what it means, the child from before and after. Let's say that they said to her, your husband died, and then Benisa, she remarries. Actually, we made a mistake. He was alive when you got married, but he died right after you got married. So then, Tate say, she married someone as an Asia, she's not allowed to do that. She has to get divorced. This is where the line actually makes sense. If she had a kid with a new husband while her husband was still alive, that kid's a mamzer. But if she had a subsequent child after the husband died, she's no longer an Eshasish because her first husband died. And therefore, the Acheron is a no mamzer. She is, but the child is not a mamzer. She has to get divorced. No question about it. So the timeline works like this. Information comes in that her husband dies, let's say, January 1st of uh, January, let's say, in the year 2021. And then she remarries in 2022. In 2022, she gets pregnant and has a kid right away. So nine months later, let's say September of uh, 2022, she has a kid. And then someone comes, uh oh, uh, yeah. One of the kids was born while her first husband was still alive. She's a master, she's a had that first kid on the first of her. She was still married to But because the husband initially, her first husband is now dead, her second child is not a mountain. So she's from the same guy. from the same guy. I'm like amazing how they keep in these cases. It's so detailed, but it's not It's a good question, but I have my whole marriage. She got married this year. I wonder if she's allowed to divorce and remarry. But no, it's also the Yeah, it should be also the Right, I presume so, based on the context of the Mishnah. Also, like, Mamzerus doesn't care what you knew about the first husband. But maybe the same thing should be true. Asr Labal, Asr Labal, it's got the same din. You, you're an Asian. Said that her husband died and she got halachically engaged. And she's about to walk down the aisle, the dramatic scene, wait, I'm actually alive. And then the halacha is She's allowed to break off the engagement with husband number two and go back and stay married to husband number one. And even if the second husband, really the betrothal husband, even if he provides her with a get, 
she is not going to be considered psula from Kumara because all that has transpired is a engagement. There was no intimacy at all. She did not have conscious here it's below she wasn't actually with a man Highlighted the mission has this very strange language in the, in the first couple of cases, it really makes no sense. I am Rishon my Why did you say that the, the first child is a monster and the second child is not a monster? That doesn't make any sense. If you want to say that it was before she had heard that her husband and or son died, it doesn't matter because the mice married someone that's us with her. Listen, they have blood monsters, just call them. She was married to man number one, he disappears, and then she gets uh, married. Based on based halachic, we find she's married and has a kid, and then she has another kid, and we find out that the husband, her first husband, died between the first two kids. The first kid, Taka, is a monster. We show monster. That doesn't bother me if it's actually right. 
but I don't think that's the measure. I think I, I agree. I, I think Rabbi Akiva. We're going to see the line on the top of the next number. The Rabbi Akiva was of the opinion that Chayve Lavin was generated from the Rabbi Akiva played the time for Shemitah. But I think you're right. I think it would be based on the uh, based on based on. Um, uh, it says, He holds that Kedushin is not Tofes Bechayve Lavin. Um, and that's why uh, the child will be a Mamzer. And they say it very straight. Why don't the Chachanim just say, We really are. It's as a Gemara. 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 It's says that when there is chayve lavin de she'er, only when there is However, me chayve lavin grede, when we talk about achiyuv lav on its own, lo have a So the, what the Gemara was doing by this strange answer to Chachamim was piquing our interest to take it a little further to recognize that these are, uh, the machlokas is really a little bit different. It's not just about the mountains are the case. It's also to recognize. How do we know that there is no Kedushin as it relates to a Yavama? And now, Allah says, you want to try and get a case, it doesn't work. Neymar, we'll see. Okay, what's the drush? Allah to hate for Havoya Lazar. She cannot have any Havoya, any Kedushin to a Zar at all. It doesn't work. However, much as Rav did learn the Pasuk that way, Shmuel did not. Says the Gemara, three last words. Shmuel Amar, Ba'ani Yuseinu, Tri Chagat. What does the Ani Yuseinu mean? Take a look at a beautiful Rashi and remember who we're talking about. Shmuel was of the greatest of the Amorai. And look what Rashi says about him. Because we're so um, lowly in our understanding that we don't know what Pshat in the Pasuk is, look back at the Pasuk on line two. When it says, Rav had no problem darshaning the way he did. What about Shmuel? On line four, it says, Does the Pasuk mean, Does that mean, to say that there's an iser to be with the Shomeris Yavam, or no, that's And therefore, by the way, the therefore here is that, that she needs a divorce. Is that if somebody does get engaged to Shemar According to Rav, Rav says there's no three sides, Kushan is a Shemar Siyavah. 
you try and get in, get engaged all the time. It doesn't matter. It doesn't work. According to this point, and then Omar Le Rav Mori Bar Rocha the Ravashi Hachi Omar Anemar Anemar was of the opinion Alacha Kivasi the Shmuel. At that period of time, they all seem to have been in the opinion of Shmuel that if a person does get engaged to a Shemaris Yavah, we assume we assume that it's possible that the condition works. Says Ravashi Amar Ravashi Hashda the Amar Anemar Halacha Ilchas Akavasi the Shmuel. If now that we say that the Halacha is like Shmuel, that there does need to be a get in a case where someone tries to get engaged to a Shemaris Yavah, if that's true. Imhaya Yavama Kohen, this is Yavama with a Mapike Yavama. If her Yavam was a Kohen and then someone tried to get engaged to her, so Cholet's mother Sharyale, that she can get Chalitza and marry this guy that she just got the truth to, even though she shouldn't have done so. She should have been all is well and good. Says the Gemara, it's great, Iskar, you're going to reward this this ridiculousness? She's a surah to be. Person being rewarded for having violated halava. I use this phrase in my house all the time with my children. No coping with stuff. Yeah, let's get away with it. Well, I already scratched the car. So can I can not allowed to do that. So the Gemara is saying over here, you're not allowed to play halafa. Because I first gave you this wild stuff about Zoom versus on Shabbos. It's all taped during uh, Zoom uh, during uh, COVID. He said, if a family tells you that, uh, yeah, it's a Shabbos, but it's not a our topic. Anyways, the Gemara doesn't like this possibility. Oh, relax. Relax. He gave her a divorce. Now some are shaming yet then but we don't the second guy came over I read Look at this nuancing. There is Kedushin, which is problematic, but you can't halachically get married. Kedushin, yesh. Thank you. I was reading the, I don't know what I was reading. It doesn't make sense either way. Says the Gemara, Kedushin, Einba. It's not possible. Obviously, this is very confusing. How do you, how do you have the Sumatra Kedushin? What does the Gemara do? What does the Gemara do? What's the Havad? 
The Gemara says, what are you talking about? How do you have one without the other? You can't skip step one. I mean, technically you can skip step one, but it doesn't really uh, work. So the Gemara, you're right. Really what I meant is that when it comes to a Yavama, that there isn't Kedushin and there isn't Nisun. People say, some say, no, that's, you're, you're looking at it a little bit too literal. We're not just talking about Actual halachic merit says the Gemara. When we say that there is nisuin, we don't mean. We are at, in fact, not good on this idea. I don't know how it's executed. If they behave like they're married, because in Michlefa, the Isha Shahalach Bailal Medina Sayyam, the Gemara is concerned about the similarity of cases, but this case of the Shomeris Yavam. She really does have one husband. Shimona should be her husband. Meanwhile, she has a relationship with another guy outside of the family, Shmeral. And that is very similar to the case of Isha Shalak. In both cases, and therefore, in such a case, it would require a gift. We're going to stop right here at the murder of Yanai. I'm going to. We're going to be doing live Zoom regular time 840. Um, I'm coming back Thursday and Thursday.